He's known as the father of Australian ornithology, having catalogued the continent's feathered inhabitants when it was still being charted by explorers. John Gould also lent his name to the Gould League, which saw thousands of children introduced to the beauty of bird life. But an astute business mind lay behind his famous artworks. G'day guys and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair income Aussie, or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa, and enjoy Aussie English. G'day guys, what's going on? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English. Oh, I'm all sweaty, I'm all icky, I'm all gross. I've just uh, finished mowing the lawn outside. So, we've got like a um, house inspection coming up. I think that's in a few days on the 4th. And so, this is where if you're renting somewhere in Australia, usually they have once or twice a year an inspection where the real estate agent will come past and check out the property, make sure it's in working order and, um, you know, check to see if there's anything that needs repairs. Uh, Or in this case, they'll come over with the owner of the property to check out uh, some repairs that we've requested. So, yeah, having to get the house all organised, everything squeaky clean, everything looking good um, for the inspection that is on this Wednesday, so on the 4th. So, fingers crossed that goes well. Meanwhile, Kel has just buggered off down the street to go to a baby meet-up, a mother's group down at the local... I don't know if it's a kindergarten centre, but it's where you take your baby and there are children there, so it is a kind of kinder, but yeah, it's much more than that. Anyway, she's gone off there for the afternoon to hopefully meet some also new mothers and make some friends, but we'll see how that goes. So, anyway, guys, welcome to this episode of Aussie English. This is the number one podcast for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. If you guys are interested in the transcripts and the downloads for these podcast episodes, as well as unlimited access to all the past episodes, jump over to aussieenglish.com.au and sign up for the premium podcast. You can also get my courses on phrasal verbs, Australian pronunciation and spoken English on the website there too. And if you want to take your English to the next level and really work on your Australian English, improve your pronunciation, learn about culture, history, as well as all of the interesting vocab, slang and expressions that I use in the expression courses, make sure that you join the Academy on there. And good news, I'm still working on the updated version, the Academy 2.0, but hopefully that will be out shortly. Anyway... Spiel aside, the intro clip there was from an ABC News story on a famous British naturalist who ended up coming to Australia back in the mid-1800s and doing a lot of work here and finding hundreds of new species. So, he's actually quite famous in terms of his work down under and probably more famous here in Australia than he is back home in Britain. So, this is John Gould and we'll be talking about him and his life as well as his wife, uh, Elizabeth Gould. And another naturalist he came out here with called John Gilbert will be talking about them in the Aussie Facts. So, keep an eye out for that episode. All right. So, before we get into today's, I've got a joke for you. 
got a joke, okay? And so, I was thinking, I've got to find a joke related to the expression. So, I found a joke that has something to do with the word draw, right? Like drawing, okay? So, here you go. How do you draw a crowd? How do you draw a crowd? Right? A crowd, a group of people. How do you draw one of them? How do you draw a crowd? With a pen. <laughs> so, so, the joke here, guys, obviously, you know the word draw can mean to, uh, you know, use a pen or a pencil to make an image, right? To do an illustration, to illustrate something, that is to draw. But you can also use it in terms of bringing something in a certain direction, right? So, if you draw a crowd, that's an expression for bringing a group of people together. So, if I went out in the street and started juggling and a lot of people formed around me, they formed a crowd, my juggling has drawn them in, so I've drawn a crowd, okay? So, that's the joke here. How do you draw a crowd? With a pen. <laughs> All right. So, the expression, guys, the expression is to draw a blank, to draw a blank, or to draw a blank on something. Now, this was suggested by Hussam, who's in the Aussie English Facebook group. It's now open, guys. So, if you want to join and get involved, I'm trying to put in articles and videos and exercises in there to keep you working on your Australian English. Just search for the AE Facebook group and you'll find it and click join. Let's go through the definitions of the words in the expression to draw a blank, to draw a blank. So, as we sort of said during the joke, If you draw something, you're producing an image or a diagram or a picture, right? You're making lines or marks on paper with a pencil or a pen or something, you're drawing. But it can mean a few other things too, right? So, it could mean to draw something towards you or away from you, right? To take in a certain direction. And then also, we can use it to to mean to extract something. So, I guess it's kind of the same as, as drawing, to take in a certain direction. But you can use it to extract an object from a container or receptacle, right? You draw something, say, a coin out of a jar or a ticket out of a hat, right? You draw that thing out. You take it out. A blank. So, in this case, a blank is an empty space or period of time, especially in terms of lack of knowledge, right? Or lack of understanding. So, if I have a blank, it's that I can't think of the thing I'm trying to think of, right? Or I can't understand the thing I'm trying to understand. My mind has gone blank. But in this sense, the expression to draw a blank, to draw a blank on something, it means to fail to recall a memory or to fail in some speculative effort, right? So, if someone asks you, can you speculate on this thing? Can you tell me about this thing? Can you try and make me understand this thing? And you can't think of it. You're there going, "Mm." (laughs) hmm, you've drawn a blank, right? So, it's to fail to produce an answer for something or fail to remember something. So, I looked up where this expression came from and apparently it's pretty old. So, it's come, at least in terms of England, right? In English. It's come from Tudor English in the year 1567 when the first national lottery was created by Elizabeth Queen I. And so, what would happen is the lottery would take place by placing slips of paper with names on them, names of the participants, of people, into a pot. And there would be an equal number of slips with prizes written on them put into another pot, except a lot of those slips would be blank. They wouldn't have anything written on them, okay? So, that when they were drawn out, there would be a prize or there would be a blank, right? So, pairs of tickets would be drawn out, the name out of one pot and a prize or lack thereof out of another pot. And unfortunately for most people, more often than not, 
a blank slip was drawn out and the participant got bugger all. They got nothing. They got jack squat. So, they drew a blank, right? They pulled a blank card or slip out of the pot. They drew a blank. All right. So, let's go through some examples of how I would use this expression in everyday English. So, imagine that you meet someone at work one day. So, you get introduced to them. Maybe they're getting hired to do a bunch of different jobs. And as a result, they've got their fingers in many pies, right? They're wearing many hats. And you'll have to get them trained up for one or two different areas that are your speciality, okay? So, you've met this person, you know, they introduce themselves. G'day, my name's so-and-so. Oh, hey, my name's Pete. Then after you've trained them, you go out for lunch, And so, you go out with some mates and you happen to find this person out there too. So, you meet them again just a few hours after you met them for the first time. And you might draw a blank on their name, right? You can't remember their name. You can't remember it for the life of you. And so, you might have one of those awkward situations where they remember your name. G'day, Pete. How's it going? And you're like, hey, mate, you know, in an awkward kind of situation because you can't remember their name. You've drawn a blank on their name. Example number two. So, I grew up in a little town up in the Dandenong Ranges called Callista. This is sort of the northeast of Melbourne in Victoria. And so, it was a mountain range, uh, lots of wet eucalyptus forest, lots of animals, some of the world's tallest trees um, rained all the time. Once it snowed there, which was pretty cool. I remember that as a kid. And I remember as a kid going to school for the first time and my parents had me memorize the house phone number so that if for whatever reason I got lost or I needed to call home, I could remember the phone number and dial it. Or maybe I could tell someone, you know, can you dial this number for me uh, wherever I was. So, today though, 27 or so years later, if you asked me to remember that number for you and to write it down, I would totally draw a blank on it for sure. I would draw a blank. I would not be able to remember that number for the life of me. There's no chance. It's been so long. It's been donkey's years since I've used that number. So, I would draw a blank on what the phone number was, which might be a real kick in the guts for my parents, you know. It might upset them. They might be annoyed because they can remember. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I used to live there for a very long time. (laughs) Example number three. So, you have to book your annual checkup at the local medical practice, right? You're going to go see the doctors. So, you call up a few weeks in advance. You want to schedule it on a day that'll work for you, you know, the best time, the, the day that'll suit you best. And so, a few weeks go by after you've booked it. And while you're at work one day, you suddenly remember that you've got an appointment coming up, but you can't remember exactly which day it's on and at what time it's scheduled. So, you're drawing a blank on the appointment And you might have to call up the doctor's practice and talk to the receptionist there and say, you know, like, I'm worried I'm going to miss the appointment. And I know that that's not going to go down a storm with you guys. I know that you'll be upset. So, can you please remind me what the appointment was, what day it was, what time it was, because I've drawn a blank. I can't remember. So, there you go, guys. Hopefully, now you understand the expression to draw a blank or to draw a blank on something. If you want to talk about the thing on which you've drawn a blank. It means to fail to recall a memory or to fail in some speculative effort, right? So, you've forgotten something. So, now let's go through a little listen and repeat exercise, guys, where you have your chance to practice your pronunciation, okay? So, I'll go through the expression to draw a blank on something and then I'll go through the sentences, I've drawn a blank on it, you've drawn a blank on it, okay? So, let's go. Two. To draw. To draw a. To draw a blank. 
To draw a blank on. To draw a blank on something. 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 Good job, guys. I hope you're paying attention to the connected speech there too, because there's some interesting stuff we'll talk about towards the end here. So, we're going to conjugate through the present perfect, okay? So, you know, have drawn. And just remember that draw is actually an irregular verb. So, the past participle is drawn, but the past tense is drew, okay? Drew, have drawn. Let's go. I've drawn a blank on it. You've drawn a blank on it. He's drawn a blank on it. She's drawn a blank on it. We've drawn a blank on it. They've drawn a blank on it. It's drawn a blank on it. Good work. So, there's quite a few things going on there, okay? I'll go through the first exercise where we went through two, two draw, two draw, ra. So, there were a few things connected speech-wise. You'll notice that draw, ra, the words draw and the words ah are linked with an ah sound. So, even though there's no ah at the end of the word draw, there's a w, an aw sound there for the vowel, because it's the vowel sound or, if we're linking to another vowel after it in Australian English, we have to insert an R sound to link them. Draw ra. Right? The same way you would say the word draw ring. Draw ra. Right? Vowel after or ra. Draw ra. Draw ra. The other thing there is you might notice that blank con. To draw a blank con. So I would say the word blank. But I take the K from the end of the word blank and I put it at the front of the word on. So, quite often in English, if you have a word ending with a consonant, K in this case, and then a word after it starting with a vowel sound, the consonant at the end of the preceding word will go to the front of the next word to start the syllable, right? Blank on. To draw a blank on. Blank on. Okay, so that's connected speech there. Now, in the second exercise, I've drawn a blank on it. You've drawn a blank on it. He's drawn a blank on it. You'll notice there that drawn is now ending with an N and we say drawn. So, that same rule applies. We take the last consonant at the end of the word drawn and we put it at the front of the next word, ah, to start that syllable. Drawn. Drawn. And you'll see the same rule apply for blank on and on it. Right? On it. Blank on, on it. I've drawn a blank on it. You've drawn a blank on it. All right, so let's go through that second exercise one more time and we'll finish up. I've drawn a blank on it. 
You've drawn a blank on it. He's drawn a blank on it. She's drawn a blank on it. We've drawn a blank on it. They've drawn a blank on it. It's drawn a blank on it. Good job, guys. Keep working hard. I hope you really enjoy this episode. I hope you're getting a lot out of it. Make sure that you check out my content on the website, aussieenglish.com.au. If you want the podcast, if you want courses, or if you want to join the academy, go check them out. And aside from that, I will see you in the next episode where we'll be talking about the amazing British naturalist down under, John Gould. Okay? So, I'll see you there. G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to the Aussie English Podcast. If you'd like to boost your English whilst also supporting the podcast and allowing me to continue to bring you awesome content every single week, please consider joining the Aussie English Classroom at www.aussieenglish.com.au and start your $1 trial today. You'll get unlimited access to the premium podcast as well as all of my advanced English courses and you'll also be able to join three weekly speaking calls with a real English teacher. Thanks so much, mate, and I'll see you soon. Oh, <laughs>